0: you're listening to the Douglas Jacoby podcast. Here, we bring you some of the material found on Douglas's website in podcast form. We hope that as you listen, you are challenged to think about faith. Today, Douglas continues his series on the Sermon on the Mount, now looking at perfection. For more on this episode, follow the link in the show notes to Douglas's website. Now, here's today's teaching. 20. Perfection. In the previous lesson, we looked at Jesus's teaching about enemies. We're to love them as friends, to take care of them. Paul concurs, saying we should bless them, even feed them, give them drink. And that means truly caring for those of other groups, regardless of what our own people or country may be doing. What I mean is this, from time to time, I visit churches in times of war. And there's typically a prayer offered for the soldiers of the nation in which we are praying. And yet there are no prayers for the enemy soldiers. Now, of course, it would be nonsensical to pray that both sides in a war win. We don't mean that kind of prayer. But we're talking about caring and blessing and having the attitude towards enemies that we would have towards others. That is, we do our best to love them. Uh, Only once in my life have i ever heard uh, a, a prayer at church for the other side. And that, I think, was only because I suggested it. If you want to learn more about this, I would encourage you to take a look at Mark Twain's War Prayer, but you can listen to it. There's a link given in the notes with this lesson. So Jesus teaches that we are to love our enemies, and this is an amazing teaching. Although it's foreshadowed and occasionally exemplified in the Old Testament, it's very rare. New Testament professor at Vanderbilt, Amy Jo Levine, says that as far as she knows, Jesus is the only person in ancient times who said this, that we need to Love our enemies. Paul agrees with Jesus. Paul, the author of a quarter of the New Testament, taught exactly the same, and so did the early church. They understood Jesus' intent for centuries until it made its alliance with the state in the fourth century. Well, there was the end of persecution with the Edict of Toleration soon following, and by the end of the century, well, 381 AD, Christianity in some somewhat different form was the official religion of the empire. Now, nearly all churches become worldly and disobedient to Jesus's command to love our enemies. I think making a change in this area, the area of non-resistance, how we as individual Christians view others on the other side, making that change would really make the Christian community pop. It would make it stand out. Almost no one follows this. Lord, I pray that as we continue our study of the Sermon on the Mount, that we will be touched by your word. Whether we're challenged with new thoughts or reminded of old teachings, help us to be open and receptive. We pray this in your Son. Well, today's message is called Perfection, and it's from the end of chapter 5, the first of the three chapters in the Sermon on the Mount. It goes like this. You, therefore, must be perfect, as your heavenly Father is perfect. Matthew five forty eight. Now, let's just take it out of context, probably the way I used to read it as a young Christian. It sounds as though Jesus is saying that we have to be sinless. We better be faultless or else. As a young Christian, I believe that was exactly what the Lord was commanding. Perfection, no compromise, no margin of error. And that misunderstanding affected how I related to others, how much grace I showed. It affected me as a leader. Probably affected my family and many other relationships in ways I don't understand. But we're not to take single verses out of context. Matthew 5.48 isn't talking about general perfection in every area. Firstly, it has a specific context, that of loving enemies. And secondly, we need to consider the meaning of the word perfect. It's a common word in the New Testament, teleos, means complete, it means mature, as in having reached the end of a process. That's more the original sense of the word perfect. We think perfect is faultless, and okay, we use it that way in modern English. But if you go back, it has to do with completion. It has to do with maturity. It is talking about Jesus' teachings in Matthew 5. Those teachings which, by following, we will exceed the Pharisees in our righteousness. His teachings on anger and lust and divorce and oaths and retaliation and enemies This is the context. The Lord wants us to become mature. Yes, we're God's children. All Christians are God's children. But are we behaving like children? (laughs) Are we behaving like adults? Like adult children? Adult children are not always completely mature, as we know. Or are we behaving like children who are just young and and very self-focused? Because God gives grace to all, and maturity means we're like him. He lavishes sunshine and rain on people, whether or not they're following him, and we're to be good and giving, loving to all people, especially enemies, and that's the test. So how mature are we? If maturity is measured in how much we love those who are different from us, those who may oppose us or even persecute us, then how mature really are we? Just imagine, imagine what the church would be like if we dealt with the things that Matthew 5 targets. We've got the um, Beatitudes down, we're uh, striving to be salt and light, and we're dealing with anger. We're dealing with lust. We honor marriage. We are totally reliable. We're men and women of integrity. We never retaliate uh, verbally or otherwise. And we truly loved our enemies and served them. Just imagine what the church would be like. Well, that's actually describing what the church often was like in those early centuries before the Sermon on the Mount was lost. I don't mean lost as in disappeared, but I mean that people moved away from the clear teaching of Christ and somehow made exceptions, spiritualized them. As we discussed last time, Augustine around the year 400 says, it's okay to kill your enemies now, as long as in your heart, you do have a true love for them. I don't even want to try that, Um, to have love for someone while I'm killing them. I, I don't think that is the way we're going to go. And so I reject, but for all his intellect and the good things he taught, Augustine was off on some things. And I think this was a fairly big blunder, his whole um, take on church and state. Now, of course, these things are difficult. It's much easier simply to fake it. That is, to pretend that we've dealt with anger or lust, or to pretend we have good marriages, to pretend that we're, uh, well, uh, pure in heart and peacemakers and salt and light, and just have this fantasy that we're, we're different. It is easier just to fake it. And that is what we'll be looking at in our next lesson. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. Let's aim for perfection, that is, maturity, completion, to learn what the Lord wants us to learn and to live the way he calls us to live. That's the end of Matthew 5. We'll get into the next chapter tomorrow. Have a great day. We hope you enjoyed Douglas's series on the Sermon on the Mount. For additional notes and resources, be sure to check out Douglas's website in the show notes. The website has hundreds of articles, podcasts, and videos for you to access for free. You can also become a premium subscriber and gain access to thousands of online resources from Douglas' teaching ministry. Thanks again for listening.